Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and in this episode, it is the return, the return of Paula Begon from Paula's Choice. She was on the show, I think just over a year ago, actually, and it was such a fascinating episode, and I know that so many listeners really enjoyed uh, that particular show where we really talked about her career, how it all started, what it's like to be a female entrepreneur in the beauty business. It was really fascinating what it's like to know Oprah. That was obviously one of my first questions. It was such an interesting conversation. And a few weeks ago, I had an email saying that she was back. Would I like to sit with her again? Of course, the answer was yes. But because Paula was such a popular guest with you listeners, I decided to ask her listener questions. And so I told the Facebook group, um, the Emma Gunn Show at the forum that she was coming back and asked people to submit their questions. So what you're going to hear after a short catch up between Paula and I, we um, hadn't seen each other for a little while, so we had a bit of a catch up that you can also listen to. Uh, she goes through um, the questions that were posed to her in the forum Facebook group. Now that is a closed Facebook group, but I will put the link in the show notes and it's very, very easy to apply for membership. Just click it and then hopefully within a day, Someone, i.e. me, goes in, checks your profile, <laughs> make sure you're not going to be abusive. I'm only being ridiculous. You know what happens on social media. There are some weird things. I just make sure everybody's real is what I'm trying to get to. And I approve everyone. And then we will have a whole lot of fun. And what you're going to hear is the result of that group. So thank you to everybody who is already a member of the group. And I look forward to many of you joining because we really are having some good discussions over there. We cover a lot in this episode and I've had to cut the show into two because we talked for about an hour and a half and it's a long, long episode. So we talk about um, how to incorporate sunscape, sunscreen, sunskin, sunscreen into your regime, especially if you have sensitive skin. We talk about the myths around sunscreens, whether you have to actually reapply them every two hours. We talk about how to actually find about, we actually talk about what to, how to find what works for your skin and whether it's a case of trial and error or what Paula's advice is. We also talk about cleansing and double cleansing and whether it's really something that we need to be doing, whether you can use SPS, SPF around the eye area and lots more. We really do get into it. Now, I made a bit of a boo-boo. I have new podcasting equipment and I used the wrong mics at one point during this. So you might notice a difference in sound quality. And should all be loud enough. You should hear everything clearly. But one part of the show is recording that's quite staticky so sorry about that um i've tried to clear it up as much as i can um my mistake i got in sat down was so excited to see paula i didn't do my kind of sense checking when i put on the podcasting equipment so apologies that was completely my fault um but it, i've double checked it i've cleaned it up and it seems good to go that's all other than thank you so much for listening thank you so much to everybody who submitted a question in the facebook group i'm delighted to have paula back and i'm delighted that we got, had such an interesting chat around your questions so here it is paula begone from paula's choice on the emma gunn show i'm delighted guess who's back it's paula begone hello <laughs> hello i love being back I'm so happy that you're back. You were such a popular guest the last time that you were around Thank you. on the podcast. Thank so you. By the way, let me just ask you a question because I think you're just looking splendid. Do you have a really good picture of you that everybody sees when they come to your podcast? Like, do you showcase that gorgeous green eyes, beautiful skin <laughs> oh, of yours? Well, my logo is, are the green eyes that my uh, brother drew. But not your whole... Not my whole people face, can't. No. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think... Your audience should know how stunning you are. But we, we'll oh, talk about then. that afterwards. Actually, we can talk skincare first. Yes, listeners, you have to know that already. I haven't, I've only been in the room 10 minutes. I've already had the best pep talk from Paula. <laughs> you, are, you are like, every time you come over, you sort my life out. It's oh, sweet. 
Right. <laughs> nice. I just so, can't help myself. So before we get into it, so what this show is going to consist of is actual listener questions. So there is a private oh, Facebook I group. I love it. And I gave them a sneak preview and said, Paula Begon is back in town and I've got some time with her. And the questions that we're talking about or you're going to answer have come from that private group. Oh, lovely. The links to join will be in the show notes. But before we get into that, why is London so lucky to have you back? Well, I feel like I'm the lucky one to be back, but um, the, so we've been, uh, we're launching at Selfridges, so Paula's Choice, which has been an internet company for uh, skincare, Paula's Choice skincare. I make products, that's what I've been doing for almost 25 years, and I write books about skincare Mm -hmm. and beauty, and uh, for 35 years, um, and for the first time, in the United States, we just recently launched at Nordstrom's in over the past two, three years, I think. Kind of like a Selfridges, but nothing is quite like Selfridges. No. <laughs> Selfridges is Nordstrom's on steroids. I mean, it's just <laughs> unbelievable store. Um, and um, I did a presentation there on Friday, and so that's one of the reasons. And then I've also launched some new products to introduce here in uh, London and, well, in the UK and in uh, Europe. And so that, it's very particularly thrilling. That that's a big trip as well. That's it's a, a big, big trip. Launch. And I believe that the presentation on Friday night may have involved another firm favorite with the listeners, and that's Nadine Braggett. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and she was lovely. She's always lovely. We have good fun together. So new products that are coming um, exclusively for Selfridges. Did you say? No, not exclusively. Just that Paula's choice is even. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Selfridges. Little me. Well, I mean. I have a big company, but it's just me and, you know, my work, and I just feel so honored. I mean, it was just, I mean, in that big, fancy-ass store. Jeez, I couldn't. Yeah, it was very cool. And then uh, the presentation to about 40, 45 people was just a brilliant experience. I just loved it. I just loved it. Okay, so going back five minutes, how do you, because Paula was telling me to enjoy my successes when they happen. Yes, how do you save at that moment? Personally? Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's an interesting question. Because of, I guess because of what I do for a living that often involves speaking to people, when I get the chance to talk to a group, mm-hmm. and I'm very blessed that I get to do that on a pretty regular basis all over the world where Paula's Choice or my books have been, and then I get to see the reaction on women's faces and men too for that matter come up to me and thank me for my work and I love people often say do you ever get tired of hearing that and the truth of it is yes I hear it a lot but I know that I can never hear it enough Mm -hmm. that given how crazy the world is and I'm on to the next product and I'm on to that research and figuring things out and making things better it's I get that pleasure of interacting with people and taking in Mm. that that praise, and it's life-changing. And so those moments have, or I would have left this career a long time (laughs) ago, because it's a jungle out there. The cosmetics industry is crazy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that kind of reinforcement is um, is very intimate and very personal, and definitely Mm -hmm. gets me to the next day. But do you ever celebrate with a piece of jewelry? <laughs> yes, of course. Well, actually, not that. That's the financial success mm-hmm. part, but the emotional success part. That's. The, I I don't feel successful with the intimate acknowledgement of my work by being able to buy a a new expensive outfit or a new piece oh, okay. of jewelry. It's that intimate. I'm doing a good job, Paula. You've changed people's lives. Mm. That's very intimate and very personal. It's like the, um, without sounding too sappy, because I can get pretty sappy, it's like the hug of a baby Mm. around your neck. And that has, you know, it's when I get those virtual hugs or or real, you know, affirming hugs from people, there's just no piece of jewelry Mm. is, uh, is even close to being equal. But... Definitely about financial success. Yeah. For sure, then, that's about that piece of jewelry, yeah. yes. You're in a safe space for sappiness, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm curious, now that you've said that, we will get to these questions, but Gretchen Rubin was on this podcast. She is the 
podcast from the Happiness uh, podcast, or Happier podcast, sorry. And her book, The Four Tendencies, talks about um, how we respond to inner and outer expectations. And I am getting to a point here. I am an obliger, so I respond better to outer expectations. So if you had an expectation of me, I'd be more likely to meet it. If you expected me to do well, I would want to please you more than if I wanted oh. myself to do well. So with that in mind... I oh, I'm to... so not that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've pissed off so many people in my life, right? Look at what I've done. I mean, I've, you know, I've been a critic of the cosmetics industry mm-hmm. for, you know, since 1985 when I wrote my first book, Blue Eyeshadow Should Be Illegal and Then Don't Go yeah. to the Cosmetics Counter Without Me and all those books. So I'm used to not making people happy. And mm-hmm. so... I, you know, we talk all the time at Paula's Choice about truth and beauty. And truth and beauty is often disappointing. Mm. What I have to say about skincare, yes, is sometimes thrilling. And yes, I know I make brilliant products. I also know where skincare starts and I know where it stops. Mm -hmm. And my job is to make sure that whatever you want to achieve on your path to feel beautiful, you only use products that can get you there. Mm. But I also know where they can't take you. Mm -hmm. And the constant search for that next miracle product or products that are badly formulated telling you they can do something that they can't do Mm -hmm. or they're in jar packaging or they have fragrance and they're actually not good for your skin and they say they're all natural when all natural can't take care of all problems or there are bad natural ingredients Mm -hmm. that show up in skincare products all the time. So truth and beauty is sometimes very disappointing so that I upset people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Could I lie and make you happy, oblige you to say, yes, I have a miracle anti-aging product. And I mean, I'm sure the, you know, the people who do the finances at my company would know I would sell a lot more products maybe if I fibbed. But, (laughs) you know, I I think my personality is such that, um, and my company has strongly stood behind truth and beauty, even Mm -hmm. when it didn't always mean that we were competing well in the world of sales. Because unfortunately, women like being lied to. We all do. I mean, I wish I didn't, but I know, even with as much as I know about skincare, I know the times where I hear a cosmetic company make a claim and I go, really? Is that? Now, I know how to do the research and that's what my team does, you know, I don't know, day in and day out, is look at the research about ingredients and formularies, what is and isn't possible physiologically on skin. Mm -hmm. So, we don't get as as seduced, but I know what it's like to be seduced by claims that just aren't possible. And I disappoint people. You don't like to, because you're an obliger. So what does that make me if there's these? Oh, gosh, there's four of them. I oh, I'll look them up. I'll look them up. Now I'm, I'm curious. If you're an, I've only looked at the obliger. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. I'm curious where, where I fall in. No, it is. It's, it's very interesting because um, it allows you to put a filter on other people's behavior and not see them. Because, you know, we all judge other people by our own standards. And it's really interesting because it makes you or it allows you the perspective to look at somebody's behavior through a different lens, which I think is. Well, because then when they're people. when they're doing something. You have so when until I got this was able to wrap my brain around my career around this notion of truth and beauty and Paula's choices about the truth, even when it's disappointing, I realized that there, I had more empathy. I, I had more compassion for that, you know, for that estrogen need we have to be beautiful, to feel beautiful. You know, the all of the talk these days about, you know, you're supposed to be, you can't be anti-aging, you have to be mm-hmm. pro-aging, and, you know, you, you're not supposed to, you know, the fashion magazines are turning us into whatever manipulating thing. And I'm thinking, give me a break. You know, we've been obsessed about beauty since biblical times, before mm-hmm. there were fashion magazines. I mean, Chinese foot binding, for God's sakes. There was no fashion magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, wearing lead and arsenic-based white powder in the 1600s. I mean, the the what we have done for beauty is not because of the fashion magazines. What Paula's Choice does, hopefully, is takes the information, takes the research to help 
point in the direction of whatever and however you want to be on your journey to look in the mirror and like what you see, then that's what we can help with. Mm. And not because of this thing manipulating you over here. We've been being manipulated for years. And I guess for me, that's job security. Mm. And even since <laughs> I last saw you, I think that the whole vocabulary of beauty and the fact that I, I see it in the Facebook group and people who email me, there are those who are really engaged and want to understand ingredients and want to know that that product is having an actual effect on their skin. And then there are those people who like pampering. To right. very sort of broadly speaking. No, I understand completely. I understand completely. But I, I understand feel like completely. That's quite recent. I and think that the desire to uh, to want what works hasn't really changed. I think the discussions have changed. Mm -hmm, exactly. And so what I always worry about is when the discussions lead us down the wrong path. Mm. Like I, we can't be. We can't be anti-aging. We have to be pro-aging. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting here at 65, and I am not pro-aging. <laughs> at the end of pro-aging is death, and I don't want to die. I would like to live it out as long as possible. And there's nothing fun about aging. I am anti-aging. Mm. I'm shrinking. That's what happens to spines as you get older. Parts of my body are turning gray that I didn't know could turn gray. <laughs> I mean, my joints are hurting. That's some of just what happens with age. And I'm going to do what I can do. I don't even know what aging gracefully is because I'm telling you, as my body is going through it, there's nothing graceful <laughs> about it. And so what I say to women all the time is however you choose to do anything, if it's an, uh, an East Asian woman who wants to have whiter skin, if it's a woman with gray hair who wants to cover up her gray hair, however you want to define beauty for yourself, I just want you to do what works mm -hmm. and not fall into the trap of what doesn't or the lies people tell mm -hmm. around their products. I just got my hair, speaking of gray hair, I just got my hair dyed this morning and the it's brilliant the shine on it is incredible. The, it, they did a good job. And I mean, I get my hair dyed all over the world. I, I'm on the road most of the time. And, um, and then I get the spiel about their products telling me they're all natural and mm -hmm. they don't use this and they don't use that. And I was just in a mood. I get in moods. And I sometimes can let it just roll off of me. And I just looked at the ingredients list. And I go, oh, give me a break. These are not natural. There isn't one. I mean, and they even had synthetic dyes. I hate synthetic dyes in any skincare product or hair care product. Why take up room in a brilliant formula with ingredients that do nothing for the formula other than visual mm -hmm. appreciation. I mean, it's... Okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole. Why was I even saying this? I don't even remember. That's I get carried You're away. You're talking about going gray and the fact that... Oh, so pro, pro and anti-aging. Mm -hmm. So however... Sorry, I did. I went down a rabbit <laughs> hole. However anybody chooses their definition of beauty and how they want to go about developing it, then they just need to use products that can live up to their claims and takes great care of their skin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the trendy information out there just drives me nuts because it's often wrong. I'm also going to go off on a slight tangent now because you said something a minute ago that I would be remiss if I didn't unpick. And it's about um, telling the truth and saying things that people don't like. Yeah. And maybe ruffling feathers. Yeah. And I am curious to know how you built that muscle of being in a professional environment and understanding that the things that were coming out of your mouth would maybe make people not like you. Did you ever worry about being liked? Mm, no, not really. Because <laughs> I've always had... <laughs> I mean, maybe in my teen years, but I always kind of knew that I had um, a brash personality and that everyone wasn't going to like... I mean, uh, there would be people who liked me, but there would also be a lot mm -hmm. of people who just... Yeah. I'm brash, I'm intense, I'm intimidating, I've been told it all. And no, I I mean, I, I also think I'm very kind and compassionate and caring, and, you know, I... You know, I have a, I think I have a very loving side, but sometimes all people can see mm -hmm. are... The, the, and that's okay. I mean, they... I don't have... 
that's a long answer to say no. I've never had Mm -hmm. a need, maybe, maybe in my teens, but I think once I got into my 20s, I really... And well, and I started looking for the truth. I really got on the path of being a journalist and researching and understanding skincare. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it never occurred to me because in truth, not everyone is going to like you. It's actually a foolish path mm-hmm. to hope that you make everybody happy because it's not humanly possible. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Some people are just not going to like you because you're alive, <laughs> you know, so there's that that whole notion that you have to be popular um, and everybody has to like you is unattainable by mm-hmm. definition. Why go after something that you can't ever have? That's a good point. Well made. Thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> that. Right. right. I know we've got lots of questions okay. from listeners, so I really feel like we should get started. Right. Let's talk skincare. So Helen Bell on the Facebook group has said, what is the best way to incorporate sunscreen for sensitive skin? Well, that would be to use a pure mineral-based sunscreen. I only use pure mineral-based sunscreens. Personally, Paula's Choice, we have many types. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing inherently bad about synthetic versus mineral-based sunscreens. The mineral-based use ingredients like titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's... And they got a bad rap because of the white flash. Is that right? They do look whitish. Mm. I mean, but if you're a woman, uh, some of ours have a tint to them, mm-hmm. or you wear it over your found under your foundation with sunscreen, which is what I do often, especially on long days. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from Seattle. We have 12 and 15 hour days of sunlight, like you do, and it's not sunlight, by the way. Sun damage is really about daylight mm-hmm. when the day starts when the sun is in the sky when the sun is even on the horizon, just <laughs> peeping up. That's when it starts. Um, so titanium dioxide and zinc oxide as sunscreen agents just have almost no chance of causing sensitization where the synthetics do have mm-hmm. some amount of a risk, particularly for rosacea prone skin for, uh, causing sensitization. But I just need everyone to know that, uh, sometimes we cause our own sensitive skin because we use things that are bad for it. Mm-hmm. We use scrubs, harsh cleansing brushes, uh, hot water, saunas, uh, we use products that contain essential oils and synthetic fragrance, which are all highly irritating mm-hmm. for skin. We don't use sun protection, and sun damage causes inflammation and irritation. So a lot of what we do causes our skin to be sensitive when it wouldn't otherwise mm-hmm. be sensitive. And mineral found uh, mineral sunscreen, sorry, they come in, it's not just powder. You can get them in liquid form. Yeah, Paula's Choice have I don't know we have many I don't know we have about four do we have how many do we have do you know mineral based sunscreens we should find that out I know I formulated many of them so um but yeah like in my I know yeah we have about four of them I I'm very fond of mineral based sunscreens and as a supplementary question Ruth has said I hope you don't mind me adding to this but with regards to sunscreen are is there any that don't need reapplication every two hours. I work I like hate all that. day, every day. I know. I hate that recommendation because that, that has to be on the back of every sunscreen product legally. Mm-hmm. But it's the most impractical thing on the back of any skincare product I have ever seen because <laughs> who the hell is going to do it? You would have to take all of your skincare products to the office or, I don't know, to the park find a bathroom, wash off your makeup, put on your sunscreen, put, you'd have to have all your makeup with you, put your makeup back on, and then do it again in two hours. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the planet, no woman who wears makeup is going to do that. Yes, if you're not wearing makeup, um, I, well, actually, you still don't need to reply every, uh, reapply every two hours. The two-hour rule came about because people either weren't using a high enough SPF number, SPF 30 or greater is the mm-hmm. standard, or they weren't applying enough of it. Okay. So dermatologists figured, well, if you reapply it in two hours, you'll have put on enough sunscreen. Mm-hmm. So it's really about that people weren't putting on sunscreen enough. We believe strongly at Paula's Choice in layering sunscreen. We have a primer with sunscreen. We have lots of moisturizers with sunscreens and anti-aging ingredients, and then We don't sell a foundation with sunscreen, but then I encourage people to use a foundation with sunscreen. My foundation contains sunscreen and uh, a pressed powder with sunscreen to touch up during the day. It is a brilliant way Mm -hmm. uh, to get extra protection to last the whole day. The 
exception to that is when you're swimming or sweating, then you really do have to reapply okay. sunscreen based on what the water-resistant sunscreen directions say. Okay. Linda asks, how do you decide what works for your skin? Is it just a case of trial and error? No. Where does Paula spend the dollars in her skincare regime? Well, first of all, I think Paula, I think Paula uses gets high on, gets high on her own I get, I, get, I get free products that I make, so... I, I, it's, it's pretty cool. Hypothetically, where would you spend the yeah. cash? So, so first of all, you can't do trial and error. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely the worst way to take care of your skin. It would be like saying you have to smoke a cigarette to find out 15 years later <laughs> that you have emphysema, lung cancer, heart disease, and stroke. Mm -hmm. There are, and, and when you come to our website, you can see all of the research. Well, on paulaschoice.com, we're getting all of the research up on Paula's Choice UK. Um, we have all of the research we use to make decisions about the ingredients we put in our products. So if we're using antioxidants, here are the studies of those antioxidants and also the studies about why antioxidants are so vital for skin and why jar packaging is so bad for products with antioxidants or actually almost any beneficial ingredient, especially natural ones, because they break down in the presence of air. So... It, it's about the research, and so trial and error doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, because uh, I don't... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Aren't you using bad products? And you know what it is? The other thing is, is... You can't always tell when a product is bad. So one of the things That's about so skin is that, let's say you weren't wearing a, found, uh, a sunscreen with a, a moisturizer with an, you know, your anti-aging, antioxidant, mm -hmm. beautiful formula, and it didn't have sunscreen during the day. You would be killing your skin, you would be damaging your skin because the research says sun damage begins within the first minute Skin sees daylight, collagen damage, immune suppression, elastin damage, uh, structural barrier damage within the first minute, and it's cumulative, right, over time. So there's no way that you would know that that damage was taking place because you didn't put a sunscreen on. But the research is very clear mm -hmm. that that's what's happening. So there is no way that great skincare, really brilliantly taking care of your skin, can be about trial and error. And I know my skincare junkies out there wish it could be about trial and error because they just want to slap everything on. But I don't want you slapping bad products on your skin that contain, you know, fragrance, essential oils, plant extracts that are irritating and, and inflaming for skin, not using a sunscreen 365 days a year only using gentle products because any amount of irritation is damaging like a cleanser. You know, you shouldn't be using bar soaps and cleansers that make your face feel tight like you <laughs> can't open your mouth. That was me mimicking a face being tight and you can't <laughs> open your mouth. So uh, the essential philosophy of skincare is so, and uh, the technical needs of skin, especially given how much we know now, uh, trial and error is just an impossibility. You'd be hurting your skin terribly. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, Kaja, I think her name is pronounced. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Um, great news. I would like to hear Paula's advice with regards to cleansing, so-called double cleansing or not in the evening. And should one cleanse in the morning, is there a trade-off between keeping skin clean and protecting the skin's own barrier? It's a, lot it's a brilliant question. I love this question. It's actually a great question. So when you're wearing, and I know we're kind of radio-ish here with the podcast, you can't see. I, I have a lot of makeup on. And there's no way in hell all this makeup is coming off with only one go-over with a cleanser. So my strong suggestion that the double cleansing method um, is really one where, and you can use the same cleanser, you can use a different cleanser to get different benefits for them, one that's more makeup removing and the other that's more soothing. I mean, depending on your skin type, like at Paula's Choice, we have a oil cleanser 
that, that doesn't feel oily, but it's it's more soothing and more makeup removing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can follow up with one of the other cleansers we have. I always recommend, a, for at least especially for this much makeup, a soft washcloth, a very soft washcloth. You can use a cleansing brush, but a cleansing brush, most of them are too rough. Mm. Um, I think the Clarisonic has one that has a very cashmere soft. I think it gets dirty and it's expensive to replace and a soft washcloth would do the same thing. But if you like that cleansing brush idea, you have to use the softest head possible. I, I'm into microfiber cloths at the moment, much better than flannels. As long as it's soft, mm -hmm. I don't I think I've seen those. Um, as long as it's soft and gives you that little bit of extra cleansing mm -hmm. action for when you're wearing... A lot of makeup so the double cleansing method is fine it's just not all that necessary if you're not wearing a lot of makeup but if you're wearing heavy sunscreens Sun. particularly the mineral-based sunscreens then the double cleansing method and definitely using a soft washcloth or the microfiber cloth you're talking about is just brilliant but no matter what the cleanser has to be gentle contain no fragrance and no coloring agents no synthetic or natural you don't want anything in your product that takes up space that isn't good for your skin. Skincare should only be about taking care of skin. Okay. Um, and just to check that we've covered all those th all those things off. Oh, the barrier. Ah, yes. she asked. Oh, good, 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 good memory. So, uh, so the issue definitely is that when you take off your makeup and you cleanse your face that by definition you are to some extent breaking down the barrier but you're only because you're being so gentle if you're following what I'm saying and you're not using harsh scrubs and harsh you know cleansing brushes and ripping at your skin you are actually minimally breaking it down minimally and mostly you're just breaking down the very ultimate surface which has to come off anyway especially after you apply an AHA and BHA. So when you're gentle, you're less damaging, if damaging at all, to your barrier. And then at Paula's Choice, what we like recommending, separate from making sure your cleanser is gentle and using a soft washcloth, um, is to follow up with a toner that gives your skin only replenishing ingredients mm -hmm. to immediately give your skin back in a very liquid, easily absorbing way those ingredients that you might have taken off of your skin that are natural to skin that you need to put back. That, that's, a, that's a much longer discussion, but mm -hmm. all of our products are formulated with ingredients, well, for the most part, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's, skincare is rocket science. Um, <laughs> most all of our products um, contain ingredients that put back into skin what sun damage and age takes away and doesn't allow us to replace. So that is a fundamental aspect of all of our products and the toner does it in a very quick, fast, um, you know, kind of like that last cleansing step to make sure mm -hmm. you nurture the skin before you start your skincare routine. Okay, interesting. Okay, so the next question is from Vicky. Is it? Oh no, sorry, it's from Linda again, um, which is a follow-up. How do you, Linda asked the question, how do you decide what works for your skin? What would you spend money on? Oh, what did I, oh, and well, then, great products. I, guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's really the crux of it. And then her supplementary question was, oh, and toner, do you really need a good toner? And if so, what kind? I do believe you've just answered that question. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> definitely, I mean, we have toners in almost uh, every single uh, of our advanced routines. I don't think it is a have to, like, you're like it's not a sunscreen step but the the improvement it's at least worth now a lot of toners are really terrible out there and contain alcohol and mm -hmm. witch hazel and other you know fragrances some of them are just little more than eau de cologne for skin which is just horrendous <laughs> but um it's it's what i say to people is it's worth at least trying when you use a beautifully formulated toner to see in terms of the double cleansing method, mm -hmm. sometimes that is the best way to think of a toner in terms of how it nourishes skin and mm -hmm. follows up as part of your cleansing routine. Okay. Vicky asks, Vicky Catrulu, I've posted another question in a previous post asking about a dedicated eye cream, but I'm also wondering if it's okay to use any SPF 
any SPF around the area since there is hardly any eye creams with SPF out there. Yes. Actually, <laughs> you don't have really a choice <laughs> because during the day, if you're not putting sunscreen around your eyes, you're causing aging and sagging and dark circles. It's a major cause of everything you're not going to like about your eyes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you have to use a well-formulated face product with all those beautiful anti-aging ingredients I've been talking about and skin replenishing ingredients. And then for the eye area in particular, although you absolutely can put synthetic sunscreen ingredients around the eye area, I do prefer uh, sunscreens that only have pure mineral sunscreen ingredients for around the eyes just because they're so gentle okay karen asks because karen baker are we overcomplicating skincare with these multi-stepped routines no are we potentially causing more damage no. to our faces with harsh products necessitating our having to treat with different products all it wait i'm gonna stop you because i know where <laughs> she's going or do you want to go i i should let her finish okay. the question sorry i just uh, i was already answering no no, i know that's fine i love it necessitating our having to treat with different products and getting ourselves sucked into a skincare industry downward spiral is there really anything wrong with a decent cheap cleanser a moisturizer and an spf some no, there's actually this. This no, there's actually that that question. So first of all, the answer is it only takes one harsh product, one bad skincare product to hurt your skin. So it doesn't I don't care cheap, expensive, not expensive. Uh, it, it's it's irrelevant. What matters is the quality of the product. And if a simple skincare routine meets your needs, and the products are well formulated, that's great. Mm -hmm. So yes, some people who have normal skin, don't have acne, don't have advanced signs of sun damage, don't have oily skin, don't have very dry skin, don't have brown discolorations, don't have advanced signs of aging. I mean, the list of problems somebody can have, a simple skincare routine simply cannot address. Clogged pores, big pores, it's just some Skincare concerns are just too complicated, right. and it is rocket science. Mm -hmm. um, but the what for some people, maybe even a lot of people who just have normal skin, they don't have sun damage, they're being good about sunscreen, and the inexpensive products they found are not harsh, they don't contain fragrance, they're skin softening and soothing, the cleanser doesn't dry them out. Um, and again, the no fragrance, no synthetic coloring agents, and the nighttime moisturizer and, and even the sunscreen sh needs to be loaded with antioxidants because you not only have to protect from the sun, you have to protect from environmental damage, pollution. Yeah, that's incredibly uh, fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, but only takes one harsh product. Not a dozen harsh, well, dozen harsh products is terrible, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it only takes one harsh product to screw up your skin and leaving out sunscreen, but it seems this lovely lady knows about sunscreen. Okay. So how do you, I mean, I know you've talked about a, a product could be doing you damage, but you don't know it. How do you know if you're using a harsh product? Oh, damn. You know, that's, <laughs> you know what it is about this concept of harsh products that's so difficult um, is that skin keeps irritation and inflammation a secret. Mm -hmm. So right now, um, if you came here and you were only outside for one minute, remember we said sun mm -hmm. damage begins within the first minute, your oh, skin sees daylight. It's even worse as more minutes go by. But the damage is beginning and it's cumulative and horrendous. And if you're in the office and you're sitting next to a window, and daylight is coming through the window, the bad rays of the sun come through windows. The mm -hmm. UVA rays, the skin cancer-causing rays, mm -hmm. come through windows. So we can be sitting next to that sun-filled room, feeling wonderful, enjoying the warmth, filling the whole damp London apartments, <laughs> right? And, you know, the countryside, wherever. And without sunscreen... You're killing your skin even though you don't feel it. Mm. So skin is very good at keeping damage and inflammation and irritation a secret. So I don't have an easy way to tell you because a lot of, you know, I, there are thousands of ingredients a cosmetic company can put in a product. I spend my life researching skincare ingredients. And just because they're all natural doesn't mean they're gentle on skin. There are a lot of 
bad natural ingredients that are damaging to skin. Essential oils are damaging to skin. Mm. They're irritating. Um, uh, lime, lemon, citruses. Citruses actually increase photo damage. They actually increase the bad effects of the sun on mm. the skin. Um, alcohol and skincare products. Uh, well, SD alcohol, not just any alcohol. Alcohol denatured is the is the problem one. There's lavender oil, actual cell death. Yep. Yeah. And, and an endocrine disruptor. Yeah. It's, yeah. So what you, it's, it's complicated. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that we do on both, you know, we have beautypedia.com, which actually, you know, obviously has limitations. There's 3 trillion product lines around the world, but we review a lot of products so you can get a sense of how we look at formularies. Mm -hmm. And then I have a ton of this information, almost every article updated that we've ever done on uh, Paula's Choice uh, UK site and Paula's Choice US site. Okay. Um, Just curious, if you have a food allergy, you might be encouraged to strip back and then reintroduce foods to see what you're allergic to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do the same thing with skincare? It's a little harder. I was going to say. Yeah, you know what the problem is with skincare? Sometimes you put a product on and you know. Mm. That's... That's a problem, mm-hmm. but it's hard because often it's the uh, it's the, the 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 assortment of products we're using, and then you don't know if the next one has an ingredient that is similar to that. A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm allergic to this ingredient, and I'm allergic to that ingredient," and I'm thinking, "I I don't think so. There's <laughs> there's no way that ingredient causes an allergy." Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's a, that's no. a hard one. But for certain. Uh, when you have a real allergic reaction to a skincare product um, or a skincare routine that you need to scale back and then work up to see what caused the problem. There, there really is no other way to okay. give it a shot, but it's not easy. I wouldn't have thought so. How would you, without that full transparency, knowing right. what's in everything? And 50 ingredients on the back of the product, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell you know what it says. Yeah. Okay, Helen Norris says, this is slightly off, uh, skincare, but she says, does Paula have any everyday habits that make her happier? I like that question. Happiness means good well, skin. Well, I do well. have a secret uh, little obsession that actually isn't here in London that the whole U.S. office makes fun of. But I'm a sucker for judge shows. Do you guys have Judge Judy here? You mean baloney? Yeah, Judge Judy. Okay. I love Judge Judy. All right, so I, I am a... I I love just, you know, given what I do about truth and beauty and <laughs> trying to teach people, you know, as quick, you know, given how much information very fast that judge shows hand out justice to me that often seems like that's that is justice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 15 minutes just is a high. <laughs> there is justice in the world. It is a guilty pleasure. I I. I can't believe I just told the world that I have a weakness for judge shows. You actually have a British judge show yes, that I've run, run into. Judge Rinder. What's his name? Judge Rinder. The, Is that his name? Like the, White hair? The, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Rinder. what I noticed, the difference, so I, I do enjoy his show. I actually yeah. think he's really good. But you Brits, when you're up there doing uh doing the show you're not like the americans that are yelling at each other and screaming everybody's very proper and standing behind their little podium and i'm thinking boy this is not america oh gosh on behalf of the british population i apologize for well actually i'm glad you guys are better behaved than we are i just it's i think it's embarrassing because we are like that i mean we really are like judge judy honestly if i look at any of that kind of tv i want someone's weave to be snatched off at some point like that's my whole thing i want to fight and I love Bird. I love Bird. Judge Judy, you know. I love Judge Judy. You know who else is obsessed with Judge Judy? Who? RuPaul. Really? RuPaul oh, is no obsessed figure. with Judge who Judy. Who would ever think I'd have something in common with RuPaul? Oh, well. Ru, Ru needs to start using Paula's choice. Right. <laughs> Does Bina ask? Wow, I can't wait for this one. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. I would like some advice on oily, dehydrated skin. What are the best ingredients slash products? So it's very hard for me to ever talk ingredients because mm-hmm. there is such a vast array. And the second I mention one ingredient or two ingredients or whatever, they're either so technical you won't remember or another company will use a variation on a theme mm-hmm. and you won't recognize it. Mm-hmm. 
So what I when people tell me they have oily skin and dehydrated skin, then I'm always wondering first what they're doing to make it oily and dehydrated. Because often what people think they need to do for oily de- skin is rip it to shreds. Yep. Use alcohol, witch hazel, all kinds of essential oils you're told will be good for skin that just cause irritation and dryness. Uh, so you dry the hell out of your skin. And then, of course, you, you're, you're st- it doesn't get rid of your oily skin. If anything, it makes oily mm-hmm. skin worse because the irritation stimulates uh, more oil production. But then on top of that, then you think you have flaky skin, so you got to put moisturizers on, and then you slick up and grease up and mm-hmm. clog your pores. So often when people tell me they have dehydrated skin and oily skin, I, I wonder that the products they're using aren't making it worse. Because once you use good products... Mm-hmm. You should be able to not have dehydrated. Now, it's not that there aren't exceptions to that. But as a general rule in my 40 years of experience, mostly what I see is people beating up their skin, Mm -hmm. using products with irritating ingredients, and then not using products with the right texture. So on my oily skin, sun-damaged skin, except for around my eye, I never use lotions and creams. I only use fluids or liquids or very thin light gels Mm. because if I use lotions and creams, I break out and I feel like an oil Mm. slick. But the ingredients in my liquids, the toner, the serums, the well, at Paula's Choice, what we call our boosters um, and our treatment products are meant to be layerable in a way where you don't feel them. But then I'm restructuring Mm. and improving the structure of skin reducing inflammation, lots of antioxidants mm-hmm. to interrupt from environmental damage, which, by the way, has been shown to cause all kinds of skin problems. Um, so your skin still needs the healthy ingredients. It might not need the heavy lotions and creams, which can make your face feel kind of thick and heavy when you already have oily skin, and to stop using the harsh ingredients. So that's a long way of saying mm-hmm. is no irritating ingredients, Make sure all your products, your cleanser, everything is gentle, and then you're using appropriate products in liquid form, but that contain the skin-reinforcing, skin-building, skin-repairing, mm. skin-nourishing ingredients. Huge difference. I, as somebody who, with my own skin, I always used to say my skin was very thirsty, and then and you do have a bottle that you could beat me around the head with. I urge you not to. I'll try. I used to use foaming cleansers. <laughs> As long as the foaming cleanser isn't drying, that's fine. It, it was, was dry. It well, was that's, dry. So that's that was not the good. Because so we I have a foaming cleanser that, because people, w- I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, Go ahead. I'm sure you have one that's nourishing, but I was used, I liked the kind of squeaky clean thing. So, so do I, which is why <laughs> I made my skin balancing cleanser. So you can get a clean face, that slight sensation of squeaky clean, mm. but it's not drying. Mm. Ever since I made my skin, ba- I mean, I make a lot of cleansers. And ever since I made my skin balancing cleanser, because it foams just a little bit, not enough to rip the skin, mm-hmm. but I want, I also want that squeaky feel. So with my soft washcloth yeah. and my skin balancing cleanser, that's exactly what I get. I totally understand when you have oily mm-hmm. skin, you want that sensation. It took us a while to make that product. So then when you when I stop using that, obviously I'm suddenly not wanting to put these thick creams on. So I realized that my scream my skin was only screaming out for moisture because I was stripping it back. And the other thing is I think we have all not we have all, but there is this association with a certain type of feeling on the skin that means you're hydrating it. So we're kind that kind of, you know, grease addiction. So let me let me so let me um let's see, how can I do this? The concept of hydration is is actually not how we should look at skincare mm-hmm. because it the the big deal about skin is not about giving it water it's about helping skin keep the water balance in skin normal mm-hmm. so when kids have healthy non-sun damaged skin they rarely need a moisturizer cuz their skin is taking care of itself because the lower layers of skin have about 70% water, and then a skin moves up through the layers of skin till it gets to the top and 
dies and is supposed to jump off when it's healthy by itself without an AHA or BHA, up at the top it has just about 10% water content. So giving skin hydration, it's really about helping skin keep a normal water balance throughout Mm -hmm. skin. And that isn't about water. Mm. And I know that's a difficult concept because we call them moisturizers. Mm -hmm. But all Paula's Choice products, even the ones we call moisturizer, are all about replenishing skin. So the structure of skin throughout the layers are strong and as normal as possible to maintain the healthy movement of water through skin. That's what brilliant skincare does. Because when your skin is healthy that way, it protects better from the environment. It looks smoother and softer. Skin discolorations, well, depending on the formula, can be improved. I mean, it's really the the whole thing about hydration is just an an old way of looking Mm. at what makes great skincare. It isn't about giving skin water. It's about maintaining a healthy, normal water balance, and that actually has nothing to do with water. Because mm. since I last saw you, I've gone from using heavy creams, moisturizing creams that I that gave me that thing where I put my hand on my face at the end of the day, and it would feel almost like dewy. And I thought, yep, yeah, that's me hydrating and looking after my skin. And now I layer serums. My skin doesn't get that feeling, but it's it's looking better. It's looking better because the heavy creams, when you don't need them for your skin type, mm-hmm. just end up holding skin cells down. They don't let the skin function normally. They're not repairing and helping improve the barrier of skin, which is all about what healthy skin care. Normal, beautiful, well, as normal as we can get it back to. Mm. Listeners, we had to stop it there because we were prattling on and it would have been the longest episode in podcast history had we continued. So if you want to find out what other questions Paula answers, and they are good ones, I suggest you tune in next week. That will be the next episode of the show, part two of the Emma Gunn Show with Paula Begon. Thank you as ever for listening. Thank you to everybody who sent in questions. I hope you were satisfied with the answers. Or if you would like to discuss Paula's input in more detail, you just head over to that Facebook group that I was talking about earlier. The link will, of course, be in the show notes, which are on Acast and Apple Podcasts. Now, speaking of Acast and Apple Podcasts, if that's where you are listening, I would be so grateful if you could take half a minute and leave a five-star rating and even perhaps a short review about what you're loving about the show. It really does help a podcast like mine stand out on two massive platforms. Get ready for the next episode. I think you are going to enjoy it even more than you enjoyed this one. Tune in same time next week. Paula Begon Part 2 on The Emma Gunn Show. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.